is Get Trust With Us. Here's your host. Ladies and gentlemen. Us Weekly's beauty director, Ms. Gwen Flamberg. Well, hey guys, I'm coming to you straight from my home studio in Tribeca, New York. And of course, I have my cohort in beauty lounge with me, Mr. Travis Cronin on the mic. Oh, that's mine. That's me. That's me. Hi, Glenn. How are you? From my home studio in Manhattan as well. That, that's your um, description. You are my cohort in Beauty Lounge. It's true. I really sometimes literally in the office that is your actual Beauty Land with every product in the world, we are there together. I know. I miss us being there together, Trav. One day. One day. I know. Because I also miss smelling you. You know, it's like there's lots of good smells in my office. Remember? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. True. But then, of course, like you would always come wafting in and you you were a very specific scent. Yeah, I, I especially at that time, I was very like 19 year old girl who, let's say, plays fast and loose, like Escada, sexy graffiti, sort of like 19 year old girl who's down for anything was sort of my aesthetic. And I always know when you're getting ready to go out because you spray Juicy Cooter. Yeah, yeah, we call Juicy Couture, Juicy Cooter. I love having my Juicy Cooter on before I go out. It's true. <laughs> but it is really funny, you know, like what fragrance can say about a person, right? You know, like I'm kind of a signature fragrance girl, but I, I switch it up. There are a few, like everything that I wear is in the same vein, but there yeah. are a few fragrances that, that I wear. And one of them that I have worn for years, there's actually two fragrances by this particular perfumer who is going to join us today that I've worn for years. One is Back in Black, which is like so unabashedly sexy. And I also wear his Rose Oud. And I swear to you that people have followed me down the street asking me what fragrance I'm wearing. Well, that's what reminds me of you. Whenever I smell that, that's like Gwen scent. And it's so, it smells so sophisticated. Like I say some smell, some scents like smell like money. They smell like cash money, like <laughs> elegant sophistication and expensive bouquet and expensive apartment. And that is definitely what that one smells like. And also like a little bit dirty. Like I think it's like a little bit dirty, sexy, you know, expensive, but a little bit dirty, sexy. You're right. You're right. She's this this expensive lady is also down for anything, too. <laughs> so I don't know if you guys have guests, but we have a really exciting guest today. We have Killian Hennessy, who, of course, has the fragrance line by Killian. And he's just an all around interesting guy who is also has the air of someone who's very rich, but also a little dirty, sexy. Yeah. Hi, Killian. Welcome. We're so happy to have you today. Hi, Gwen. Hi, Travis. How are you? I like being called um, little dirty, sexy. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like, I always feel like, you know, first of all, just in general, I love wearing fragrance and I love talking about fragrance and I love writing about fragrance because there's something that's just like really romantic about fragrance. And whenever I meet with you when you're launching something new and you tell me about, you know, it's always about like the mood and how a fragrance makes you feel. And it's just, that's so romantic. And so um, it's like dreamy to me. Is it just me? I don't know. I feel like there's different facets of a perfume. You know, when you, when you, when you put perfume on yourself in the morning before going to work, when we when we used to go to work, but you know when you put perfume on yourself, for me you're not so much in a romantic mode. 
but you feel that you need to have a shield to go uh, confront the outside world. Oh, I and I don't know if you know that, but this is why if you look at the side of my bottle, it's mm -hmm. a shield motif that I carved in the glass, in the, actually Achilles shield. And the reason I did that is because I always felt that perfume was as much about protection as it was about seduction. Obviously, when you go out on a date, you know, you put perfume and you're hoping that this perfume is going to act like a magic filter and that the other one in front of you at the other side of the table is going is going to fall in love with you, part, part of it because of the scent. But outside of those moments, for me, perfume is very selfish. It's, it's, I, need to feel, I need to feel protected, I need to feel sexier, I need to feel better, more beautiful, more, more, yeah, I think protected is a good word. I need to feel better with my scent. And if, the, if I don't feel like this scent is, is creating a bubble around me, then for me, it's not the right scent. And I think in the world we're, we're living in, we're living with the COVID, I think having a scent that really acts like a shield, like a protective bubble, it's so important. It's so cool. It's almost like fragrance can turn you into your own superhero. Exactly. I love that. Well, let's just roll back a second because in case if some of our listeners aren't aware of you or the By Killian brand, tell us a little bit about By Killian and, and what your mission is with the brand when you started it and um, you know, really what makes it different even beyond, I love this notion of using fragrance, not just like as a fun little accessory, but as something that is this defining personal protection and, and force field, if you will, which I, I love to think of it that way. Well, I created Killian. Um, now we, we, we rebaptize in a little bit the name. We call it now Killian Paris because mm. we have become so international that we are a French brand and we, want, we felt the need to say it. But I created the brand 13 years ago. And, you know, we, we belong to a category that we called artisanal perfumes. Or some, some, some people call it niche perfume. Personally, I don't love the term niche because in France, niche is, um, is the name we use to, to call it, to call the house of a dog. <laughs> really? Yes. <laughs> so I'm not loving the niche term, but let's call it artisanal perfumery. And when you look at all my competitors before I launched, well, this artisanal perfumery category was all about uh, calling scents by the raw material, the most important raw material of the perfume. So it was tubereuse, rose, santal, and so on and so on. And for me, it felt a little boring, if, if I'm really honest. And above all, it felt that, that it has never been the origin of perfumery. When you think about Guerlain, which probably you know is one of the the, the grandfathers of us of of us all, uh, back in the at the end of the nineteenth century, uh, Guerlain would uh, create perfumes like Leur Bleu and Chalimar, and you know, and all those names were transporting you into. A, a, a world, a universe. Totally. When I was there high was an emotion school. behind it. And that's when not I what I wanted. I, in college, I, I wore Samsara. Girlan Samsara. Samsara. Great scent. Samsara is a dose of sandalwood and jasmine with peach. Fantastic. Ooh. Ooh. And I loved that it was called Samsara because to me, like I was in Queens in high school and Samsara transported mm. me to like this exotic... Exactly, but if, you, if, if that perfume would have been created in a niche, in an artisanal perfume brand, it would have probably be called sandalwood. 
You mm. see, not the same. It doesn't. It doesn't transmit the same emotion. So when I launched my brand, I launched my brand with the ambition to have the same quality in the perfume itself, even actually better quality. But above all, having names that really would mean something, would transport you into a world. My bestseller is called Good Girl Gone Bad. Um, my other bestseller in North America is called Love Don't Be Shy. I have a son called Voulez-vous coucher avec moi. You know, and my bestseller for men is Vodka on the Rocks. And the other one is Straight to Heaven. So you see, it's, it's, it, it is a bit of a sexy world, you're right. Uh, but it doesn't leave you indifferent. You know, it, it, it creates something. And for me, I really see my job almost like a movie director, you know, who, who, but a movie director who will be writing his own script. And, you know, every movie director will always say, if I don't have a good script, I'll never have a good movie. I feel exactly the same way with Perfume. Without a good script, without a great name, I just, I, I would have a hard time creating a great scent. So how long from idea, like first concept to creating a juice, how long does that usually take you? And what is the process like to storyboard out this, this mood that you're creating? So my, my, my creative work takes a year. And then from then it needs another year before it reaches the customer. So often like when you're working on a fragrance creation, how many iterations of the scent do you usually smell before you're like, that's the one? A thousand. Really? A thousand. And do you come up with like a mood first or like a name? What's like the first step? What's like your first inspiration? It depends on the collection I'm composing. Um, I have a co created a collection that was inspired by the artist Gustav Klimt. So I, you know, I love this artist. I put a lot of work from him and I really narrowed down to the painting that I loved. And I created a clutch because usually my perfumes, my bottles are housed in beautiful cases or clutches. And I created a clutch that would be almost like a, like a zoom on a detail of the portrait of Adele Blackbauer. Amazing. So, um, so that's an inspiration. But for example, I also have a, a collection built on addictions, but addiction that have a smell. So casino, it may be an addiction, but I don't know what casino smell like. <laughs> but I created an, a, a collection with three scents. Uh, one perfume was called Light My Fire, and that's an, in, uh, a perfume inspired by Cigar Monte Cristo. Mm. So cigar can be an addiction. Uh, one perfume was inspired by Turkish coffee. That's my addiction. Mm. I absolutely love Turkish coffee. Where do and, you get them in New York? Sorry? Where do you get Turkish coffee in New York? Just in front of what I live in Tribeca. Mm -hmm. And there's a, um, a, a coffee shop, a Greek coffee shop called Greca. Oh, I love that place. Yeah. Turkish coffee there. Really? Oh, great. Yeah. Okay. But go what I do is usually I come home and I do it the traditional way when I put a cardamom seed inside of the coffee. Because mm. that's the way they prepare it in, uh, um, in Istanbul. Yeah. And this combination to coffee, cardamom, very unusual, has, has gave birth to my scent intoxicated. Oh, beautiful. So, you know, for that, that was really more my, um, my own addictions or my old world um, that I knew about. So, you know, there's no one rule. My uh, no, creativity can come from so many places. 
So cool. Now, your new collection, which I just got a sneak peek at, yeah. called The Liquors. Yeah, that you can figure where it's coming from. <laughs> so sexy. The bottles, you guys, are like these cut crystal little decanters. They're so sexy. But, you know, if you guys didn't catch at the beginning when I introduced Killian, his last name is Hennessy. And you are an heir of the Hennessy Cognac family. Yeah? Correct. Oh, I just got your new gold bottle delivered to me. The like special gold bottle for this year. It's lovely. It's like a gold mat. I'm using it as decor. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yes. Yeah, so the, this collection called the Liquors. The I'm coming. I created two scents. One is called Roses on Ice, and Roses on Ice is, is inspired by the Gin Hendrix. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting about the gin Hendrix is that actually Hendrix was the gardener of the owner of the gin. And he's the one who had the idea, the crazy idea when you think about it, to distill the juniper berries, which is the, the most sure. important element for the gin, with roses and cucumber. So very British, amazing for a perfumer because a perfume that would start from juniper, rose and cucumber, it's already an olfactive voyage on its own, you know? Totally. So that gave birth to Roses on Ice. And the other scent is called... I love the other one. I'm already wearing it. And you know what else I'm doing? I've been spritzing it on my pillows. Ah, that's nice. It's so sexy. Which which one? Roses on Ice or Angel Share? Angel Share is my job. I'm going to give you a a funny funny story. Um, uh, At one point, uh, Carla Gerfelder, uh, to, uh, I met Carla Gardefeld at a party, and he said, "Oh yes, I wear, I, I love one of your scents. I forgot the name. It's a shit perfume." <laughs> and I'm like, "What? What do you mean shit perfume?" He's like, "Yes, shit perfume." And I'm like, "What do you mean shit perfume?" He's like, "I spray the bed sheets." <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. Which one did you wear? I don't know. I never knew. <laughs> Never find out what that shit perfume was. Yeah. <laughs> but back to Angel Share. So Angel Share, you know, at the House of Hennessy, this is this is how we call the um, the evaporation of alcohol that I mean the alcohol that evaporates from the oak barrels. Mm-hmm. We call it the share for the angels. Oh, that gave birth well, to my. Thought, there's this little sort of after-hours cocktail bar in New York City's East Village. Do you know this? That it's called Angel Share. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I heard about it and I need to go there. Yeah. It's, it's pretty. speakeasy. You go kind of like yeah. through another place and up a yeah. staircase and it's like super duper sexy. But I just love the fragrance, your fragrance, Angel Share. It's like even the color of cognac. And that is really, I have nothing to do with it. The final formula came exactly to the color of my muse, my inspiration, the Hennessy Cognac Extra Old, XO quality. Mm. And honestly, I promise I have nothing to do. I don't color my juice. I just don't because it has it has a little bit of a incidence on the olfactive. So I just don't do it. All my all my perfumes are it is a natural color. But when 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 I approved the final modification and we did because when you receive small samples, you don't really see the true color. Well, when it came into the final bottle, I was like, geez, it's exactly the color. It's so lucky. That's so that's just kismet. Yeah. How do you think? I mean, I love that it's called that the collection is called the liquors, and I hope that you'll add some more liquors to it, would you? There's already two in the work. 
Oh, how oh. exciting. I'm going to Gwen get- wants a mezcal. Gwen wants a mezcal immediately. Tequila or a mezcal would be nice. A little smoky. You know what? I tried and it doesn't smell so nice. Okay. Smoky one. No, it was very hard. No, I'm working on a typical, typically French liquor from the south of France. Oh, like an abs? No, not absinthe. Like um, like a lillet or no, no, no. You you were you were dead spot on on the first. Oh, excellent! Ooh, nice. <laughs> and the other one is a, a rework of um, a, an existing uh, liquor perfume that I had only available exclusively in my Killian boutique in New York. No, it's gonna be yeah. Oh, I'm really happy with both sons. Yeah, oh, that's awesome. I'm going to give my mom roses on ice because she drinks gin Gibson. That's her jam. And she loves Hendrix gin. It is her favorite. But as I told you, Angel Share is all mine. Now, um, cocktails, like we're getting into the holiday season. I think a lot of people are thinking about cocktails. And, you know, it's like the holidays are going to look a little different this year. I don't think people are going to have big gatherings. But I don't know about you guys, but like, I've been drinking so much more during the pandemic. I drink by myself at home, which I never did before. But how do you see cocktails and how do you seduce with a cocktail versus seducing with a fragrance? Seducing with a cocktail. Hmm. You know, I don't know about that. Um, I, I've never been a big cocktail fan. When I was much younger, I used to drink uh, lychee martinis. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, at one point, everybody was drinking uh, Cosmopolitan, obviously. Yeah. Yes. We, all, we all had that time. Yeah. But otherwise, I'm, I'm actually, the more I develop my taste buds, the more I like uh, liquors neat or on the rocks. So, so I like my Belvedere vodka on the rocks, just a splash of lime. I like my Hennessy Exo on the rocks, neat. Mm. Um, I must say that I learn, I have learned, should I say, to develop my taste buds and to appreciate uh, neat uh, mm. alcohols. Hennessy XO is so good on the rocks too. Yeah. I actually made a Hennessy XO cocktail last night though with caramel drizzle in the glass and then apple cider and a brown sugar rim. Oh, and it was fantastic. I'm gonna make them again tonight. I'm having people over. That XO apple cider and caramel inside brown sugar rim. It's fruity, but it's delicious. <laughs> it sounds delicious. so American. It is very, oh my God, let's put sugar on it. Let's put caramel I in think, the glass. I think you would serve that to French people that would look at you with oh, with eyes coming out of their... their, their you face. know, I'd even put a little sparkler at the top of it, oh. maybe some confetti <laughs> to make it even more American in a chilled glitter glass. It's very <laughs> ostentatious. The juicy couture of cocktails. Exactly. All right, before we let you go, Killian... My last question for you is what fragrance should people be wearing this holidays to really make an impression? Angel share, obviously. <laughs> of course. I'm so I'm so like in vogue, you guys. Yeah. I'm gonna set the trend. I mean, I what else? All right. Well, thank you so much, Killian. Thank you for inviting me. For joining us. Have a wonderful rest of your day and keep keep making the world smell amazing. Yeah, Thank everyone, you. go That's check fine. out Killian's fragrances. They are, everyone hits. I love whenever they come to Gwen's office, I have just a little party with myself. They're top notch. Mwah. Thank awesome. you. Bye-bye, guys. Bye, guys. Bye. Oh, Travis, I have learned so much today.
Me too. He really is. Like, I wasn't just blowing smoke up his butt because he's our guest. Those scents are incredible. Every single one is so unique and it really, it, it's art. It is. It's art. Well, I am going to claim this Angel Share fragrance as one of my five faves of the week because it is so, it's like rich and decadent and sexy and smoky and I think it's totally unisex, Trav. I think you might even like to wear it. It's really beautiful, but that is for sure one. My second fave of the week, you are never going to believe it, one of your favorite brands and mine too, Olive and June, Yes. just came out with a pedicure kit. I saw that. I saw that. I haven't used it yet though. It is so cool. It, It all comes, all the amazing tools come in this little thing that, you know, our, our friend, Sarah, who started Olive and June, she's called Posy and the Posy can be sort of, it turns into this stand for you to put your foot on. So you get the perfect angle to polish your toenails. It is absolutely brilliant. Brilliant. Okay. I met this amazing woman named Sawa Peterson who is from Chad originally in Africa. Of course, she came to the U.S. She's lived all over the place. She likes to call herself a modern nomad, but she just launched. I I actually believe that it's launching tomorrow on her site, um, this hair product called Chebe Du Chad, which is like this hair cream deep conditioning treatment that's based on this conditioning ritual that the women in Chad do like with each other. Yeah, it's like a hot oil kind of separates. It's a cream, but you put it in and it like really deeply nourishes your hair. And it's just like tremendous. All right. I also have to shout out this um, hair accessory line called Bell Fix. I believe it's all one word. B-E-L-L-E-F-I-X. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, it looks like I mean, these hair accessories, Travis, are so sexy. And there's all different kinds. Like there are satin scrunchies there are like really beautiful headbands there are these adorable little clips that just like instantly make your hair like you just slide them in and they make your hair look dressed up and they are cheap 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 and cheerful cute love them so much love and my last fave of the week is an oldie but a goodie it did not come out this week but i've been using it this week the ginsoon rapid dry nail drops Mm-hmm. I can't even tell you, Trav. You know, I've been doing my DIY Manny and Petties all through. Telling it too, yeah. I'm still doing my own. I really try to limit my exposure so I can see my mom, hashtag Audrey, who likes to drink those gin Gibsons, but you know, <laughs> I like to So I've been doing, I've been continuing to do my own Manny and Petties and those gin soon quick dry drops, game changer. Oh, I live for a quick dry drop. When they work, they're just like really nice. And that pedicure stand, dope as fuck. It's crazy. It's it's really, really, really amazing. It just, it was really an efficient pedicure that I did. But tell me, what are you loving this week? Oh my God, Gwen. Well, I am loving a few items this week. First of all, I am loving the Tarte Hamptons Weekend Palette. It has been, I've been like going back and forth from Connecticut to New York a little bit. And it just has like a contour, a really dark, like mauve blush, and then a great highlighter. And then I find that if I pack absolutely nothing except for this, that I can just contour, highlight, do a little bit of blush and go. 
Incredible. But my new favorite makeup, which I've re-fallen in love with, is the Fenty Mineral Powder nice foundation it is first of all mine is of course beige to medium depending on what skin color skin color i change but it is like the thing is huge you get so much it lasts forever and the powder finish like people actually say they like my makeup better when i do just like this powder versus every other powder like people have noticed wow on my face the fenty cool. powder because it's like light but full coverage at the same time full coverage but you can't see it there i love it Incredible. Another fave I have been loving is for, and ladies, if you've got any men out there who have a little bit of widow's peak and receding hairline, I have been trying a lot of different root touch-up sprays to create my own new hairline. And the L'Oreal Magic Root is the one that I found the best. And I just spray a little bit the furthest back into my hair and then sort of bring it forward to the peak and then use a cotton ball to blend it because mm. it comes with a little external thing so just I know a lot of guys out there are a little insecure about the front of their hairline not being like you know a video game character like thick so I've loved the L'Oreal root touch-up spray and my last product that I have is a little combo I have been loving the Troublemaker by Urban Decay Mascara it creates like a really, really like thick spidery one. But if I wipe it off a lot, it gives me just like a sharp, not like sharp looking lash, which I really, really like. And when I was talking to Drew Barrymore, she taught me that amazing eye curler trick, which I've been using to hit it with a lighter before you put it on your lashes. Yeah, it helps hold the curl. It helps hold the curls. And I will say I took a lighter under it for like two seconds, like no more than three. And the way that they stand curling is like so noticeably different. I did one with one curler without it and one with, and it makes a difference. And with the Urban Decay, these amazing troublemaker, my lashes are exactly however, however I want them to be. I can make them to be, which I like. Isn't it amazing how Drew Barrymore knows everything? She knows everything about everything. I think it's because, like, we know we've met her. She's such a good listener. So I feel like she spends her time, you know, being in the highest of circles with the best professionals in the world. And I think she's different than other celebrities because she listens and takes it all in. Yeah. And she just, like, she's got all these tricks. And, uh, you know, it's like every time I talk to her, I just can't even believe, like, if my 11-year-old self knew that I was interviewing Drew Barrymore and getting incredible tips from her, I'd die. And if, and if people as jaded as us who are, like, told tricks a lot, she's taught me literally so many things. She was the one who, like, first taught me to match my eyelid with my foundation color. Mm -hmm. And, like, before I start to put a base and any eyeshadow on, she's, like, do a special color match from your cheek to your eyelid and then that like lighter trick she's got them all she's got them all yeah all right you guys i hope you enjoyed five faves please come back next week for a new episode of get dressed with us and until then go to usmagazine.com stylish for more celebrity beauty tips and tricks all week long stay gorgeous stay gorgeous